Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We've met Will. Our world is broken. And Lyra's chasing after a ghost. Stay tuned for this week's His Dark Materials After Show. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, with the buzz. Hey, everybody. I'm Rachel Goodman, and I'm here to discuss the His Dark Materials After Show. With me, I've got fellow Philadelphian Vito. Hello, everybody. Good to be here. And sci-fi fanatic Hallie. Uh, 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 what up, everybody? What an episode. So we all watched this before we do the show, and the three of us were all kind of teary-eyed. Mm. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, oh, man. Man, you're opening good. lines. I, we're looking for a ghost. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. So what... So. Vito, what were your overall thoughts? Oh, honestly, every episode surprises me again and again with how into the show I'm getting. I don't think I've watched a, a show ever before where I felt so with the characters. I just have loved every single episode of the show that I watch, and this is no exception. Yeah, and they've done a really brilliant job of with the actors and the actresses and just the storytelling mm-hmm. of pulling us all in. Hallie, what do you think? Oh, it's such <laughs> an emotional roller coaster. I gotta agree. I didn't, I didn't tear up. I didn't cry because I was just like, hold it in, Hallie, hold it in. <laughs> like I was, I was remaining strong for all of us. But overall, it just was, it was a lot. It was really heavy, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not surprised because our previous episode was super lighthearted and yeah. fun and funky, mm. and and this one's just like, nope, you're gonna feel everything. Run now. It's crazy because I would say arguably, arguably, the last four episodes were bright, a little more cheerful. Yes, they had their dark moments, yeah. but we went from moments of cheerfulness to this episode of darkness. It was super dark. Yes. So we're going to get into more. Um, we're going to go through the episode and just, you know, discuss everything that happened. Stay tuned until the end, though, because we have our page to screen segment, our news and our predictions, um, which we'll do at the very end. And when we get to page to screen, I will let you guys know so that anyone who has not read the books can um, just kind of tune out for a couple of minutes while <laughs> while I uh, spoil everything. Oh, <laughs> please don't. Because we, there are some, oh, like, oh. I knew, and I felt bad because we were watching, and, like, we saw Will come up, and I'm like, it's Will, it's Will. And I was like, who's that? <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, why did I feel like I'm watching Harry Potter right now? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, though. Yeah. All right, so. Also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can talk to us down in the chat. I'll oh, be looking right. right at the screen. Or make sure to leave comments down in the iTunes reviews or stuff like that. Just and saying. Good to get later. Speaking of comments, we have had a bunch in oh. our in our video. So thank you guys thank for you. participating. Yes. It is amazing. I can't read all of the comments, but I picked the top three. 
Um, so we have Dorothy Banks. I love Hester, Hester, this episode, The Rabbit, how she was um, his voice of reason. Yes. Me too. Hester's one of my favorites. Mm. Love Lynn. Love Hester. Thank uh, God. Philip Poe <laughs> says, I relate to the bear. Come at me, brah. With like a smiley face. Yes. I love it. It's like, come at me, bro. But ah. which bear, though? Are we talking York bear? Or which one? There were mm. two. But I guess you're you right. can tell us in the comments or if you're listening live, Could let be us King know. King Bear. We've got one more comment, and I found this one really amusing. Uh, John Ofta Jacobson, and I am so sorry if I butchered your name there. <laughs> Mr. Sisselman is the funniest character as a Norwegian viewer. Sisselman huh. is an old title meaning governor slash overseer, and fun fact, the term is still used for the public office and chairman of Svalbard. So huh. when the character is named Mr. Sisselman, it is the same as somebody being called Mrs. Police or Mr. Mailman. <laughs> wow. That is incredible. <laughs> Side note, the set of Trollesund was excellent from props to signs and costumes and the general vibe of the town just spot on. Yo, that these is really subtleties funny. are yeah. incredible. Robert, uh, Pullman. Seriously. Pullman did it for us. Seriously. Pullman's still doing it for us. Yes, yes. And he, um, I, as a, I'm just going to say this. I said Robert. I meant Philip. Phil, yeah, <laughs> I knew what you meant. I did too. As somebody who has read the books, I feel like he this show has been pretty faithful. Yes, there are differences. Um, and yes, this whole thing with Will, um, he was, you know, we'll get into it a little more, mm. but we are seeing him much earlier than in the books. Um, as has been patterned, as we've said. Yes. So yeah. let's talk about him first, because yeah. I did not expect to see him, um, but we did, and I felt like it was, it was very much um, needed. Hmm. I agree with that, and not only that, I thought it was a really good time to introduce a character. Even though we've only got three episodes left, this is kind of the connection to the real world that I was hoping for. It's obvious that his father was the one who potentially crossed over a bunch of times. Um, I also thought the portrayal of his mother was super interesting, but I'm sure we'll get to that. But him alone, I love the kind of character that they're making immediately of this kid that really cares about his mom mm. that like just kind of wants to get through and like he'll do anything to defend his name and his mother I just he, he's got a good heart and I can feel that already and I like that the interesting thing about this is if I was not watching his dark materials and I had just seen it just seen that like part of mm -hmm. this show and was just introduced to Will it feels like our world it's very realistic mm -hmm. I would probably assume that his mother was kind of, you know, had some issues and that mm -hmm. there was that no one was watching her. It's only this introduction of Boreal mm -hmm. to the world that yeah. makes it clear that she's being watched. Uh, obviously, we have the context of the show, but I found it very fascinating that we got this glimpse into the real world and saw what we saw how normal it is mm -hmm. for how normal Will is and how normal he is to us. How real, though, is my question, because what I found so interesting to be about his mother is she actually reminded me of all the characters from the other world. It's like she knows things. Oftentimes people are depicted as crazy when in actuality they just know things that I guess quote unquote normal people can't see. So the moment that I noticed she started getting a little crazy, I went, oh, OK, she's probably just like clairvoyant or something. And that was really intriguing to me. And I love the dynamic between her and her son. Yeah. He was so caring, so loving, ready to defend his mom, but also was, like, willing to put put her in her place for a moment. But still with that respect, like, they have this really cool dance and dynamic that I liked. Mm -hmm. I didn't, Honestly, when Will first came on, on screen, I went, who 
who that? <laughs> like, I was like, who is, who is this new character that looks like no one I've seen the entire show? So it was a really nice and like refreshing dynamic to see that and experience that, the quote-unquote normalcy. Especially the way they introduced him at the very top, mm-hmm. where we were kind of, um, you know, they were interspersing Lyra with Will mm-hmm. and saying how their fates are interconnected. Yes. Um, hint, I'm hint, thoroughly nudge, nudge. confused about right now because I did not read the book. Please don't tell me anything. I will not tell you okay. anything. There's so I, many things I want to say. Uh, yeah. I'm refraining. I'm trying so hard. I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna leave it with hint, hint. I am so excited to see where they take these two characters. Like, I can't wait to see when they finally meet each other because I know that's going to happen. That's not even a prediction. That is like that is story wise gotta happen. Yeah. And the fact that the mom is so like. I, I want to know what happened to her in which the case that she is questioning her reality at all times. Something that really interested me was the way that she would touch different materials and count them over and over again to kind mm. of get a grasp on reality. It kind of reminded me of, um, from, I, it's a weird poll, but Inception, oh, um, yeah. the, like, trying to spin the die to make sure that, like, this is still reality. I'm wondering if that's kind of the visual cue that they wanted to give. And, I think it might be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. kind of like in, um, Inception, it's this idea of you are within a world within a world, and even though she's in her own world and it mm-hmm. isn't quite the same idea, mm-hmm. it's this idea of being so confused because certain people who are aware that there are other worlds out there, how can you go back to living a normal life in the world that was once um, your norm after you've experienced what else is out there. Mm. And the same thing with um, John Perry, a.k.a. Grumon, this idea that you're how, this idea that you are, you know that there is more power beyond what um, mm-hmm. people in your world comprehend. We actually have someone who just commented right now. Um, Isaac said, I like how they gave us a bit more with Will and his mom, especially compared to the books. Yeah. So uh. I'm going to wait. We're going to talk more about that in from page to screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, I do agree with you, though. I feel like overall... We we didn't see Will until book two. Um, really? Yeah. So he was That's not in the Golden Compass at all. Um, we did not know of him. And mm-hmm. uh, when we do see him, it's it's a little bit. We're getting more background, in other words, that and it's so and it's very interesting. interesting. And I feel like the way that overall they've adapted the series is that we're getting more from other characters outside of Lyra, mm-hmm. um, which is something that obviously in a show you have more creative freedom to do that than when you're working with a book where you're limited, usually limited to a character's perspective. Right. Also interesting to think about. This is basically Philip Pullman's second final draft of his own story. <laughs> so. I I can only imagine as a creator how amazing that must be to have put out this book, this amazing book series that so many people love, and then be able to look back at it and be like, okay, now where can I where can I make this better? Because obviously it's working. Yeah. Obviously whatever he is doing for both book readers and non-book readers of the Golden Compass series like this is working super well. Yeah. And that thrills me because I love hearing that people are enjoying this series because so many times when books get adapted to TV series, it doesn't often go the way that people want it. Ooh. And I'm, we don't know that yet, that it's going to end up well. I mean, HBO kind of has a rocky history with <laughs> book adaption endings, but Yikes. I don't... I have a feeling that they 
are able to learn from those experiences, and I feel like it's only going to better this series. Yeah. And I'm so excited about that. And they have a lot of material to work with, including a Philip Pullman book that just came out in October of 2019, mm-hmm. which is set during... <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. This is kind of a spoiler. So it's you, totally a spoiler. I'm, okay, I won't say it. I'll just say that he has a book that is still set in the world that just came out. Thank you. He has a lot of material. Rachel, so. Rachel told no me more. this, <laughs> and I audibly like she can she so. can just attune for it. I audibly like. <gasps> yeah, and Vito, I find it so ironic that you decided to bring all that stuff up about the adaption in the book and what people think because we're actually going to be talking about that in news today. There's been some updates. On that. Ooh. I know. I'm actually, I'm really interested. I don't know the news that you brought today, oh, so I know I'm really you don't, excited. So we're, we're going in. <laughs> so let's get back to Will, and then we'll move mm. on and talk more about Lyra and what she found mm-hmm. uh, on today's episode. Mm. Or who uh, she found. Who she found, mm. yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so essentially, we the most important thing that I want to bring up is the letters. Um, that mm-hmm. his mother, that Will's mother showed him from mm-hmm. their, from his father. Or has yet to show him is on. Yeah, he knows about their existence. Yeah. Now. I'm surprised he didn't push more to get them. Like, if, if on, I guess it was just, if it were me, I would have been running, like, give me those letters. Because <laughs> obviously it had something to do with dad. And I, I think that was brought up by, from what I recall, right? I, yeah. And I would have been like, oh, no, no, you better hand these over right here. Like, that, I don't know, it was kind of surprising. But I also loved it because it showed, once again, how much respect that he has for his mother despite the state that she's in mm-hmm. because most people they would treat that as a cause of fragility and and would just take over the scene but you can still see the dynamic of mother and son which also makes me think too that in some sort of way he knows what she knows intrinsically yeah. that she's mm-hmm. not actually crazy but she knows about the other worlds and maybe he's afraid to open up a can of worms maybe that's right. I, I we could almost see that on the screen when he made the decision when she was like yeah you can read them he was like Actually, <laughs> right, better not. right. He backed off. Yeah. Something was really, really interesting about that. I went. Oh, but when, but when happening? Boreal comes into the house, that's all going to open on its own. That mm. Pandora's box is coming wide yeah. open. Here we go. And I feel like with Will, I mean, the thing that we did not see is what the dynamic was like when his father was still in the picture. We mm. know he's been gone for thirteen years. So he was um, like, and what, we we also four? don't know if. Like when Elaine told Boreal that John had passed away, mm-hmm. we I got the sense from watching the way that she was playing it that she wanted that that was the lie that she concocted and that mm-hmm. um, she knows something else is happening and that Will might have more of an idea too, but he chooses to ignore it, kind of like what you guys were saying, mm-hmm. where he just doesn't want to even face what the reality could be. And I think that has something to do with his father, because his father's not in the picture. Maybe he already knows whether his father, did they say whether his father was killed or just was disappeared, like not in the picture? Because I didn't remember that so part either. So Elaine told Boreal that her he husband passed away, had but... passed away, they had never found the body, and that it was while he was on an expedition in Alaska. Right, but does Will know that narrative is what I was thinking in my head when I heard that, because there's some really deep disconnect when it comes to the conversation of where is dad. Yeah, I feel like that's the narrative he's been told. Mm, and I don't think he believes it, but yeah. I think he knows something deep down, but he's just not... 
Rachel, the way you're looking at me right now, you're like, I I'm know the truth. I know what's happening. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure it out. Help. No, don't help. Well, don't. Like no, to... no, 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 no. Don't help. I won't help. do that. <laughs> we have the rest of this season to Just get through. No. Three more episodes. But I also, I don't know if she necessarily knows what's happened to him at this point. Because I also think she's kind of at this point where she expected people to come after their family and doesn't really know what from there. Yeah. I'm sure they discussed it before he left, and it, he was like, I might be back, I might not. And she might also be in this state of like, okay, he sent letters before, I got them, they're here, but I don't know where he is, and he could be like a million multiverses away, which is, I I want to meet him so badly. <laughs> I want to know what he knows. I kind of want to know what's up, too. This is driving me nuts. I really didn't like how this episode ended like that. Really? Yeah. It really ticked me off, I won't lie. I sat there like, really? Like, come on now. But I'm excited for the next episode. I'm so excited to see that. It, it kind of feels like... Like, I was watching Harry Potter and Deathly Hollows, and I was just waiting for <laughs> each one, the installment, to finish. And I was like, please, just stop. Don't end it on that note. I didn't watch Deathly Hollows or part stop two. Stop it. I'm sorry. I haven't stop seen them it. yet. I'm sorry. Get out. <laughs> I'll leave. <laughs> so, let's go ahead and talk mm-hmm. about Lyra and everything she went through. But before we do, I just want to make an announcement and say that we are so incredibly thankful for all of our fans and for all of your support and for everybody who has been commenting on the YouTube videos as well as joining us live in the chat. Um, Thank you for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. We could definitely, we could continually use your support as well. Every time you like any video or subscribe to any one of our channels or just, you know, leave us a comment or on iTunes, give us five stars. The other ones don't work. The other ones don't work. (laughs) The other ones don't work. You can do the other ones. Well, no, you you can't. But you you can give us critiques. Just leave five stars. Yeah. But... Thank you for always supporting us and for allowing us to continue to grow and do what we do. Thank you. Yeah. We, By the way, uh, yeah, we, I was just with the same. We do have two people in the yeah. chat right now who we haven't touched on. So TGS uh, said that this kind of reminds them of the series of unfortunate events where they're adding and hinting in stuff uh, from later on that helps tie stuff together, which mm. kind of goes back to our conversation about the book adaptions. And then the Black Horse Courier. Wait, so... wait, 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 wait. Can I read this? Yes, this one? sure. Because I mean. You can't plug yourself in. Go ahead. I gotta plug you for you. Okay, so the Black Horse Courier says, I love your discussions. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And also just want to say, glad that Bino is back. You guys are gassing me. That's true, though. I was, I was sad when you were gone last week. I mean, Rachel and I, we held it down. Just I know. Saying. You guys, just you guys saying. did perfectly But fine. I was really happy you were back. I was like, oh, my God, Bino. We needed the <laughs> tissues last I'm week. I'm so yeah. excited to be on this panel. Ugh, yeah, I love and, it. and just to go back to Black Horse Courier, he said, your excitement is so palpable. I get more hype for oh. what's to come, even though as a book fan, my hype is already beyond oh my measure. God. I'm yeah. so, again, so glad to hear Yo. that, that people who have already read this book are are still watching this series and being surprised. Just wait till I read the news later. Oh! Mm. Ah. <laughs> so, all right, let's talk about Lyra, and then we'll get to the we'll get to our all of our different segments. My sweet child. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's just so basically we kind of we see Lyra going on this journey with Yorick mm-hmm. um, because of the alethiometer, and even though the rest of the Egyptians didn't weren't too keen about her journeying to do this, she kept getting a message about a ghost. 
What did you guys make of that, and uh, what were you expecting her to find? They only believe in the alethiometer when it is convenient for them, not when it is right. Just believe in it and believe in Lyra, and you'll be fine. How do you really feel, Vito? <laughs> I'm just, I'm furious because you, um, it was said on this panel, Rachel actually was kind of talking about it, and you definitely talked about it, about like the older men of the group of the Egyptians kind of using Lyra for mm-hmm. her abilities, and it's only becoming more and more prominent, and it actually makes me furious, uh, because I hate seeing Lyra being mistreated especially since she has already kind of proven that she knows what she's doing with this in a sense. And I mean, I get it. She's a kid and they're like, they've had like 50, 60 years on their lives, but they only believe in her when it is convenient for them unless she convinces them otherwise, which she did in this episode. Patriarchy. And the thing is that she she kind of showed last week with Lee Mm -hmm. that she is now turning into a... I don't want to say a gambling type of person, but somebody who knows how to play her cards. She does. And this mm-hmm. week was... so smart. It was difficult to watch because as she was trying to tell Fa and Fadr Karam that she needed to do this, nobody really wanted to trust her. And she even said to Ma Costa, listen, it's not me that I'm asking you to trust. It's the alethiometer. Mm-hmm. And I, what I don't understand is any other time they would have been like, yes, we need to listen to this. It has spoken... But this particular time, because it did not behoove them, they were very cautious. And I get it. They didn't want her to go off alone. But number one, I I didn't I, – I thought that they should have been more for sending her. Mm-hmm. But number two, why didn't they send somebody with her or a couple of people? It's a pretty yeah. big group. Like, they could have sent a couple of adults to go with her. Not that she needed the help, but – She's a kid. I think it's... Do you want to go first? No, you can go. Please. Okay, I think it's because they're sending York with her. Yeah, well, so and maybe, that's great, Yeah, because, but... I mean, he's the most powerful and violent and, like, the strongest entity in their group. So I think as long as he was with her, they felt like they were cool with it. But to be fair, the end of the episode kind of proved why they didn't want her to go anyway. The end of the episode when suddenly a bunch of assassins just come into the camp. Like, I guess they kind of knew that might have been a thing, but I didn't expect that. That's why I was wondering. Now, I get it. York, I get that he is there to protect her, but he's also not an, a supervising adult who could have said, oh, hey, yeah. we need to watch and make sure. But at the same time, when she was with the Egyptians, look what happened to her anyway. Yeah, so I, just like she said earlier in the episode, she was like, I feel like I'm much safer on my own compared to being with all of you. Yeah. And that keeps to be proven right. Yeah. And there's no, outside of Lee, who I feel like is starting to be more, I don't want to say fatherly, though, mm-hmm. I even in the books, like I always felt like, I, I, I always felt more attached to him mm-hmm. than to Azrael. Um, I can understand why. Yeah, Yeah. and so I feel like, like, when I watch her with, you know, with the adults, obviously Father Father Karam is Mm -hmm. very, like, nurturing toward her, but I feel like Lee, um, if nobody else was going to go, I feel like maybe he should have gone, but at the same time... They need his expertise there. And it would have slowed Lyra down because I'm not, I'm assuming that Yorick isn't going to take, you know, isn't going to be able to carry an adult. He's a big bear, (laughs) but I mean, I was trying, I was studying the way that he was like 
I mean, they did an excellent job with the CGI with the bear, but, yeah. like, the mm-hmm. way that the back of the bear kind of raises up, like, when he's running, he was right. He's not a horse. Yeah. He can't carry a lot of people, and Lyra is tiny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it works out. Yeah. I think she was fine without anyone. Yeah. I yeah. mean, obviously it worked out for her, kind of. <laughs> So we get this whole scene where she finds Billy Costa, mm. the ghost of Billy, which is uh, what the alipiometer. Yeah, she brings him back. <sighs> this was by far the most heartbreaking part of the show for me. I didn't expect it. Too. I yeah. didn't expect that either. I thought at least he would live or they would find him and be okay, but they literally just found him just so he could die in their arms. Yeah, and it's uh. different too. So I'll get more into this with from page to screen. Mm-hmm. It's different the way that they handled it. Mm-hmm. So even for me, this was the first time mm-hmm. seeing it. And yeah. even if they had handled it verbatim, there is something different about reading about the ghost or shell of a person versus actually seeing a child yeah. who is still alive, can open his eyes and look at you, but he's unable There's to speak there. or really do anything. Yeah. It was heartbreaking, especially was. given the boy that we met in the first episode. Yeah, uh, and thinking about the journey that he had to go to from the place where we see Lyra at the end to that town, obviously it was far enough that she had to get dragged there, but like to think that he was wandering this wasteland and found this ghost town while in the state that he was in, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm kind of... It gave me a sense of wrapping up of that part of the story to at least have him back in his mother's arms again. But the funeral scene and the pyre scene, actually most specifically the scene of her and her, her living son holding little Billy in her arms Mm -hmm. and singing that. That was the first part where I started tearing up was when she started singing the lullaby because you could just, she did an excellent job with the acting in that scene and you could just feel the pain seething off of her in that. You make me cry right now. Like I'm, I'm really struggling to hold back tears right now. It felt real. All three of them. It definitely did. The acting with the, you know, just watching that family. Yeah, just it was. And it good was on the hard. directors with the children actors, by the way. An amazing job mm-hmm. that you are getting these kind of performances out of these kids. And I noticed it throughout the whole episode this yeah. time. Every time where I saw somebody under the age of eighteen acting, it never felt like it was fake. Yeah. It yeah. always a good consistency felt consistency around it. Absolutely, I agree with you. Yeah. so genuine. Yeah. And the pyre scene with the song—that was the second time that I like really teared up. Mm. Was when the like group started singing, but it like sparked that fire in their hearts that's going to start that war later. Yeah. And mm. I'm while I'm dreading it, I'm also looking forward to it a lot. And we get Makasa. <laughs> saying they need to kill. Mm. Now, that was her first time getting super aggressive. She's been mostly just soft and like... I want uh, my son. <laughs> yeah, she was still saying, you know, I'm going to go get my son, but not once was she was saying, I'm going to kill these people, let's start a war. But this time she was all in. Yep. And I went, all right, mom, what's up? So I'm just going to say, too, before we get to the capture and mm. what ha- what's happening to Lyra at the end, before we get there... Um, Let's talk about um, another family who lost their their child, Serafina and Father Karam. Mm. So we did get a pretty heartbreaking moment with them as well. Yeah. 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 It was, I really liked the design of the witch, first of all. What was yeah. her name again? Serafina. Serafina, that's right. Um, I Shout out to the makeup artist with the tattoos and everything. Yeah. But I agree. that Seeing him display that much emotion was so interesting because he's been so stoic 
Um, and that, yeah, definitely agreed that that was heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, we actually got a comment in here from Kat. Is it Kate? Yes, in love? I think it says. Yeah. Forgive me if I said it incorrectly, but she said, or they said, can I just say from my, for my book readers that I hope they don't change who saves Liva from... Bang Love. Yeah. And I don't want to talk any more about that because I know Rachel knows more about that than we do. Oh my gosh. If they if they finish the Golden Compass by the end of the season, which we're predicting that they will, mm. then I will tell you everything. <laughs> but for now, next week's book to screen, maybe, maybe, yeah. It's <laughs> if they get out, super intense, y'all. Yeah. Like even in the comments, people are just. Yeah. 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 So the last thing that we're going to talk about, and then we'll get to our segments, Mm -hmm. is the capture at the end. And everything going on, um, first of all, what did you guys, uh, we'll save some of this for predictions, but what did you guys make of her capture and um, her concealing her identity as Lizzie? Hmm. First of all, she's so smart, and I love her. Second of all, uh, that was a cheap shot to the back of the head, and it felt cheap that she got captured in that way. Like, I thought she was going to wake everybody up, and there was going to be a mass thing, but now nobody knows where she is, and there are three dead bodies, but she's super smart, and she's going to get her way out of it, and I know that. I know that for a fact. I've got something to say about this. Yes. Um, so, first off, I think Lyra went in there like a boss. I'm going to agree with you on that one. Very nonchalant. Like, she didn't even freak out. She didn't, like, let me out of here. And I went, girl, what poker face are you playing right now? Intuition. I'm like, right. I was so into it. I went, okay, let me take some notes just in case I'm ever captured and brought to some secret lair. All right, I'll just play it cool and call myself Lizzie. Yeah, I did notice, too, that we, we've we seen some, you know, obviously we've seen violence already. Right. I felt like this episode is really where they, like, you know, upped it in terms of people getting killed yeah. and violence. And, okay, now we're over that hump of anything's going to happen. People will die. Um, I was pretty impressed with the acting. Um, mm-hmm. Ly- Lyra's, well, the actress playing Lyra, mm-hmm. who we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was pretty impressed with her acting and the way that she just very quickly was like, yep, Lizzie Brooks, and she really made it a point to conceal the alethiometer, too, mm-hmm. um, because remember, they were like, take everything off, and that was my first worry, was, are they, you know, what's gonna happen? Did you guys see Pan with her? I yeah. saw Pan for a second, and then... He turned into a butterfly. Yeah. I saw that, too, but I wanted to make sure Pan was still with her throughout the time. I got a, a little bit anxious, just because we found Billy mm-hmm. separated, and yeah. I went, I hope this doesn't happen. And they picked a really good time to show the cap considering we know what the stakes are we know what could happen to her we know um we also got a hint of well i'm gonna take a step back because that was from the preview okay but um talk later (laughs) we'll talk about that in a little (laughs) bit um but overall thoughts anything else you wanted to say about this episode before we move into our segments i was also so interested from that scene specifically to see what they've kind of manufactured in this And to kind of see that they've done this a lot. And I'm wondering if that is specifically where they're taking the kids or if they already took the kids from everywhere in this area. Because we Mm. saw the remnants of... I don't even know what the remnants that they were staying in was. It looked like an airship, 
uh, not not the base, but I'm talking about where all of the Egyptians were. Yeah. It it kind of looked like a town, and then there was the ghost town that Billy was found in. I think where mm-hmm. they were staying, the Egyptians, was their own created camp. Yeah. But yeah. It's, the whole environment okay. looks like everything was just a makeshift that they created in order to store or store but the was, children and make whatever purposes it was. I don't think they're actual towns either. I mean, I don't think the I don't think the first one was the ones that the Egyptians stayed in. The one that Billy was found in was definitely a town that was just completely yeah. ghosted. So? Yeah, no, it I mean it was a fisher's town and hmm. when when they walked into it, Lyra was like, uh, where is everybody? But I Fair. I wanna go back and look at what the Egyptians had stayed in because it was definitely the remnants of something. That wasn't because the towers that they had were so tall, like the things that were surrounding it, they couldn't have put that up in a day. I don't think it was a balloon, but I wonder what it was because it's obvious that there's a lot that happened in this frozen wasteland and now there's a lot of nothing except for the people who are stealing children. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, Hmm. and obviously, considering they were, they had everything kind of set up and Mm. it was all lit up, they were obviously calling attention to themselves, even yeah. if they didn't mean to, and they were yep. so far from civilization, it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, mm. let's go ahead. Let's get to our segments. We're going to start with our from page to screen. Mm. Yeah, that I like page. that sound effect. <laughs> All right, I have been holding this in because there was actually they, there were actually some major differences. Um, Will Perry... I knew it was Will, but as soon as we saw him, I was like, this is way too early. Not not to complain. Mm-hmm. I like that they brought him in because I feel like same as with the Egyptians, we're really seeing a lot of this backstory kind of piped into the rest of the show. And with a show, you kind of have to do it like that. Um, in the book series, Will did not show up until book two, The Subtle Knife. Um, and basically... All of this, like, Boreal's, him snooping around, like, where Will lives, it was all told in flashback. It didn't actually, we didn't actually see it as it was happening. Um, And Mm, I'm not going to say some other differences because that will give some things away. Thank you. So I'm going to say, yeah. (laughs) Um, But I will say that from everything I was reading online about why they changed this and added in some backstory, um, everybody attached to the show says that there's nothing they added that would not have worked with the series. And Philip Pullman's very involved, so we had his Mm -hmm. um, executive decision to add some of these things that were not mentioned in the book. Um, So, yeah, I actually like that we're seeing it more actively than through that flashback scenario. Like a parallel rather than a flashback works so much better for me as a a viewer, so I'm I'm really glad to hear that. I actually agree with that too. It felt it felt really good, irregardless of what the book says. It should be that felt right to me. Now the other difference is with the letters in the books. Will's mother did not give him the not not that she gave him the letter. She didn't mm-hmm. reveal the letters to him. He actually ends up finding them himself. Interesting. So that's a huge difference. I um, prefer the relationship that they've established. I do too. And I actually I, like yeah, that. Yeah, and I think they did that on purpose just to show us that they have a good relationship. Because yeah. I think if he would have just found them, he could have easily been thinking, "How can my mom keep these from me?" Yeah, turning but, against his mom. Right, right. And they have such a good relationship. So the way, once again, I'm not mad that they changed it. Yeah, I prefer it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. I think that the way they handled it, they took advantage of an opportunity to show us more insight into both of them. Yeah. So I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm usually not this agreeable, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the last thing. Okay. All right, Billy Costa. 
They've com- they've actually combined him with another character named Tony. Yes, they did. Yeah, okay. um, Tony Macarios. And Tony was really the boy who ended up getting separated from his demon, mm-hmm. from his fish. And so what they've done is they found a way to kind of combine the two characters. Because there was a Billy Costa, but I'm not going to say the rest. <laughs> but there was, a, there is a Billy Costa. But Tony is really the one who... Y'all made the most heartbreaking <laughs> choice yeah. to well... put that in the show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's exactly why they did it. How effective. Yeah. Seriously. Like, I, if it was just another kid, I would have felt so much less. But the fact that it was Billy in this got me. Yeah. Oh, good job, guys. But those are the major differences that I can speak of. Everything else... Everything else I don't want to talk about because it's going to be too much. <laughs> because of a you'll end up ruining everything yeah. for all Thank of you. us. Exactly. <laughs> You're literally one word away from being in the doghouse. I know. That must so be let, really uncomfortable for so, you. So let me just not even say that word then. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get to our news. Yes. All right, y'all. So an article on NME.com. His Dark Materials fans have noticed a change from the books, and they're not very happy about it. Mm. (laughs) See, some of these diehard fans of the book series have expressed disappointment regarding tonight's episode because of that certain change that we discussed. (laughs) And this detail has to do with the characters, their demons, and the fish. (laughs) And I don't want to spoil anything regarding the finer details, so I won't get into it now. But one fan did say, I can forgive Tony and Billy for the merging on TV adaption, but they should have kept the fish. (laughs) The emotion of the scene was watered down, end quote. Harsh. Disagreed. Harsh. Hold on, hold on. I disagree too. But I definitely felt the emotion from that quote, just saying, and you guys can be the judge, everyone who's listening right now, you be the judge and tell us what you think. Let us know. Yeah, in the comments. Please talk to us. Yeah, and if you want to read further, go to NME.com. All right, moving on. I I need something that's just a little bit lighter. On a brighter note, I've been doing some digging regarding the cast of this Dark Materials, and guess what I found? What did you find? Tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that we have a legit family affair happening behind the scenes of the show? (gasps) No way. Yep. Tell us who. All right, so (laughs) (laughs) lead character Lyra, played by 13-year-old Daphne Keene, is joined by her father and actor Will Keene on the show. Now, we've seen Will Keene on the show multiple times, and he's already playing the villain character known as Father McPhail. Father McPhail is a figure and enforcer character of the Magisterium. Dun, 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 dun. Now, this isn't the first time, actually, that the Keen family has been seen sharing the screen together. Mom is also an actor. Serious, guys? This is some family goals. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's and, amazing. And oh, just, just so a little bit of background, too. When they were interviewing Daphne, they talked about... Daphne talked about how when she was younger, her father was also playing her father for another film, and he was a drug addict who killed her. Whoa. Right. So they have a really, really deep, rich relationship that they can play these characters. And she was an, almost an infant when that happened. This is making things click together in my mind. Mm-hmm. I think that the the I think that his character, the father, and Lyra are probably gonna have something 
very interesting happening when they meet up. But continue. We'll see. I just think it's so amazing that all these ties are coming together. Because just recently in the last episode, I talked about how how McAvoy, his ex-wife, is also on the show playing Ma Acosta. All these parallels are really interesting. And then we mm-hmm. brought in characters from Harry Potter. This is a small, small world we got yeah. going on. But mm-hmm. that's that's it for news today, guys. Let us know what you think in the comments. Do these subtle changes, do they really matter to you? Or, or is it okay? Is it not? Let us know because I'm really interested in finding out. I personally didn't mind, but yeah. I heard it made a huge difference. I'm just going to say, so as somebody, I love the Golden Compass. I love the whole book series. I don't mind the changes they've made. You kind of have to. No book out there. Like, even we were talking about Outlander earlier. Outlander has many moments where they di- the show diverges from the actual book series. So I feel like it's something that kind of has to happen. Um, and they've been pretty faithful. So And they're working with the original authors. So yeah. I, I know that that's not gone in the direction that's been favorable for everything. Um, but... I, it seems that he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. This might be one of those moments of uh, let it go. <laughs> Saying so. Speaking of let it go, let let it go with our prediction. Oh, that was smooth. <laughs> what up, Rachel? Oh, <laughs> Holly, would you like to go first? Would I like to go first? Um, yes. All right. So my prediction, I think that. The Egyptians, they are going to find the children after much hunting, but I think it's going to take probably Serafina to help them find the children. Like, they're going to connect somehow. Otherwise, I don't see how it happened. Lyra is the one that makes everything happen, and she's no longer present with them. I think that Lyra is going to ban everyone together and take them out, and then all of a sudden her mom's going to see her, and it's going to be this really awkward reunion of just tyranny, and people are going to die. I have I have four very short <laughs> predictions. Oh gosh. The cat is a demon, the witch will die, <laughs> Boreal is going to invade the house and that's going to cause Will's entire world to split ah. open and Lyra is going to have an army of children. An army of children. An I'm army of children. I'm with that. So so that I don't ruin anything, oh, I'm gosh. going to predict that we are going to see the end of the Golden Compass, the book by the end of the first season. I'll leave my predictions okay. there. <laughs> and then season two, season three will be the next two books. Hopefully, yeah. I hope so. Well, on that note, I think that we uh, have come to our conclusion for today's wrap-up. For now. Holly, where can everybody find you? Um, my name is Holly Johnson, and you can find me at Pure Holly, P-U-R-E-H-A-L-L-E, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all the things. And Vito, where can everybody find you? You can find me at Scuddy on Twitter and Instagram. That's at V-S-C-U-T-T-I. And I'm Rachel Goodman. You can find me on Twitter at Rach Goodman or on Instagram on my author Instagram at Rachel Radner Author. I'm also on the AfterBuzz Young and the Restless recap show, as well as uh, Man in the High Castle and Ray Donovan on Sundays. Until next week, we will catch you guys later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only, do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 